there's this news that Jamaica, the Bank of Jamaica, their central bank has completed an eight month long pilot test of its central bank digital currency. It's CBDC. This is a topic we've been talking about a lot in our long form show in the book that we're reading. But this pilot has completed. It was roughly a 1.5 million USD worth test of this technology over eight months. And they also paid about $6,500 worth to staff at the central banking department. So they've done this large swath of money with a bunch of larger partners. And then they've also tested a smaller amount to, to staff to, to test the variety of sizes. Now, there's some really interesting things about this that is not discussed in the CoinDesk article, sorry, the Coin Telegraph article. And they mention that the Bank of Jamaica is using a company called eCurrency Mint. So I did a little research on this company and found some interesting things. First, it invested as an angel investor, Ray Dalio, in 2013 is actually involved with this company, which is really, really interesting. He's a famous hedge fund founder of Bridgewater, one of the most successful and one of the largest in the world. And he's a real big macroeconomic guy. But this technology is not even blockchain based. That's one thing that's really missing from this article. Like this is not even a blockchain based solution. And that kind of blew my mind when I started learning that. So this is really nothing more. And when I look at this, this looks like frequent flyer miles from an airline that has some little bit of cryptographic encryption, possibly. But of course, you can send them peer to peer as well. So like this is really not that interesting of technology other than just clicking buttons and issuing currency. I really need to do more research on this. But they they spent a little bit of time criticizing Bitcoin on their website. They explain why they're not using blockchain, the, the e-currency solution. And they don't do much to talk about proof of stake networks. They hint at it a little bit, but this argument that currencies from central banks won't run on the Bitcoin blockchain is pretty well understood. So I <laughs> it just seems kind of funny to me. And then at the end of this on their website, the e-currency mint technology website, they quote China and how China has talked about moving on from using blockchain. And so really at the end of the day, this tech, it seems to be all about centralization of the, of the currency, which is no surprise if you're going to do a central bank currency, it's in the name central centralized. So it's, it's kind of funny. I don't think a lot of people realize that these banks, these central banks aren't using blockchain. I didn't. And so that was kind of my eye-opening moment when I was reading this, this article. Mike, what did you think? Yeah, I'm along the exact same lines because it seems like the banks are just trying to come in like 20%. Like they're just trying to like take the good, safe, central parts of this idea of crypto being issued as a CBDC and moving it towards like their historical, whether it's, you know, the dollar, lira, whatever it is. But it seems like less than a half measure. Like they're trying to make, I don't, I don't know what the good thing is, but it's like their legacy system is like a dinosaur and the new system is like an alien and they're trying to make like a hybrid. And at some point you got to just 
jump in with both feet and say, you know, let's try this. Cause I was really confused too. Cause one article I read said that China was using DLT, which is distributed ledger technology, which is a form if I remember of blockchain, because I'm pretty sure that's what IOTA had back in the day. Um, that was real controversial, but it's, it is really odd how they never really like we had to dig through like two or three branches of articles to find out that this isn't actually blockchain. And then I wrote down some other figures like uh, the IMF managing director said that more than half of the central banks in the world are exploring digital currencies. And it's like, well, maybe a digital currency, but is it like, you know, a blockchain or like a cryptocurrency, you know, asset that the country is going to, you know, throw out over a digital wallet? Or is it like a, because what it seems like China's doing is just trying to make it as centralized as possible so that they can control it, which is what they always do. But I don't know, really confusing as well. I'm uh, yeah. not quite sure what I think about it. So I agree. And that's the point, of course, a central bank is trying to do some central planning. So we shouldn't be too surprised. But I think what people need to re realize here is just because you see CBDC or central bank digital currency, we can't just start automatically assuming they're talking about blockchain. Like that, that's kind of my learning exactly. here is each bank, they, they might be using different ones. But the, of course, the premise is if, if this e-currency mint solution gets the most customer attraction, the customers being the central banks, I mean, which, which platform is going to run the world? Right. And, and so people, that if you, I don't even think you can try to pick those as like an investor in crypto. I mean, I don't think we're going to have a way to invest in those companies it, with a token where we can expose ourselves to the upside of, of the future of central banking. But I, I just, I don't know. This is really weird. I have to do more research. But Mike, you have another article that yeah. up to we've been on for a while. Real quick, if you're reaching for branches there, why don't you go for like Ripple or Stellar? So I saw that Stellar Solutions or whatever it is was one of the like four people that the Bahamas or Jamaica um, consulted and they ended up picking this. Yeah. Currency mint, but I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I agree with you. It's definitely difficult to make well, a mint. What I have in my mind about it, but the, the Ripple and the Stellar chains, from what I understand, they're using a private chain that doesn't even use those tokens. So you, oh, yeah, yeah, that's like, right. The, the, the premise is if you buy those tokens, you will somehow experience the benefit of upside given the traction of the, the company, mm -hmm. like what was a stock, but you know, you buy shares of a stock to, to benefit from the performance of the business. But like that token, there's no supply demand effects that favor your your investment in Ripple. Right. If you're buying Ripple because you think that that token is going to be hotly demanded by central banks, that's wrong because those central banks are going to use private chains. Yeah, if not they're not incorporating their native token into these plans, there's no So I don't know reason. how you... Yeah. I, I really don't think that these projects are going to be structured in a way for us to benefit from supply-demand imbalances. You know, if yeah. you're expecting the, the supply to be hotly demanded in the future, I, I mean, the central banks are going are gonna to try to alleviate that and reduce the risk of speculation. And if you're buying, look, these are stable coins. Like, y you're not buying it because you think it's going to go up. You're right. buying it 
want to keep it a dollar or whatever. So I, I struggle with this. I think you have to be an angel investor in the underlying tech, kind of like what Ray Dalio did. I'm yeah. sure he's happy with his investment, but in any event, further research is needed. I think from us, um, I want to definitely get to your open C article here. Yeah, let's do it. So open C freezes 2.2 mil of stolen board apes. Uh, apparently this art gallery owner, Todd Kramer, uh, out of New York had his valuable NFT collection stolen from his hot wallet. So open C froze the stolen assets. A couple of things off the rip. <clears throat> if you don't know, a hot wallet is a software wallet that is connected to the internet. And whenever the device is installed and on, it is connected. Um, he lost the collection due to a phishing scam that gained access to it after he clicked a malicious link. And later on, he tweeted, lessons learned, use a hard wallet. My thoughts on this are there's no hand holding in crypto. Um, and if there is, everybody's going to be pissed at you for getting your hand held. We learn the hard way. And sometimes it hurts and sometimes you get depressed and sometimes you lose a lot of money. But I mean, this guy having over $2 million worth of NFTs on his cell phone, on a MetaMask wallet, um, clicking on links that he doesn't know who they're from, he deserved to have them stolen, in my opinion. If you're going to make it that easy for people to steal from you, you shouldn't be buying them in the first place. Um, OpenSea freezing them, which I think means that they just can't be accessed or can't be transferred or can't be sold or something. I don't really know what freezing NFTs means, but in my, from what I deduct, the dude's still out of, you know, over 2 million. I don't see why he would get reimbursed for that. Um, that would really piss me off if he got reimbursed, but what are your thoughts, Dylan? Yeah, this is, this is interesting, right? Because if we think back to different exchanges that have gotten hacked over the years, like the Mount Gox example, obviously comes to mind. Those wallets that made off with all of the stolen goods have been blacklisted by pretty much every exchange there is. Nobody wants to be facilitating the hackers, at least publicly, and nobody wants to touch that. So it's kind of like if you stole a Picasso, what are you going to do with it? Like You're not going to sell it to anyone because everybody knows it's stolen. So... With this, I kind of understand what OpenSea is doing, but what's really crazy is that they didn't freeze others up until now, until it was a high-profile rich guy. That's what's a little upsetting. But OpenSea is a business, and they want people to feel safe on their platform, and they're going to IPO soon, I think. So shouldn't be entirely surprised that a centralized <laughs> company is taking centralized measures to to do stuff like this to make their customers feel safe but like it is against ethos of de decentralization however you have these other examples where where assets get essentially blacklisted so makes sense all of this obviously would be i mean it's it's not a great look to to allow people to just continue s selling things that were clearly hacked but i don't know i don't have a great answer to this I can kind of see it both ways. Well, and that's what, like, you were kind of talking how they, you know, blacklist those wallets. I would understand if they, like, blacklisted because, well, and that's, uh, so you were talking about the other people that got hacked, smaller people, and they didn't give it back. Like, one dude on December 26th had seven 
NFT stolen from his wallet and his ENS domain transferred to a new wallet. So like there, I could see them trying to like, like I'm fine. Uh, yeah, see, I'm half and half. Well, because it's if it was me, I would want it one way. And if it's somebody else, I'm like, God damn, you learn your lesson. So, I mean, I guess I'm 50-50, right? Yeah. I mean, look, $2.2 million is a lot of money. I would feel pretty bad about losing that. But again, at the end of the day, you, we can argue philosophically about this. But the real takeaway is obviously just use a hard wallet. 100%. I mean, that all could have been avoided. But all this well, what's what's the reason you would keep your NFTs on your hot wallet? You're just trying to trade them? Yeah, really. The only reason you'd ever have anything on a hot wallet ideally is when you want to transact it. Yeah. Now, if it's not a lot of significant value, you might not need to do that. It's it's everyone's personal appetite. Whatever. Right. If you're able to sleep at night storing two and a half million dollars worth of stuff on a wallet that could be hacked at any time. That's pretty interesting. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I agree. It's always funny when the top, when the really rich people like this start asking for help on their stuff. But like um, the little yeah. guy. I think that's what pisses me off the most is like, don't cry wolf when you let the wolf in your house and fed him and let him sleep in your bed. Right. And I mean, look, we want to be treated like adults and these are risks that we take on our own personal endeavor. So, Hey, you got to know what you're getting into. But at the end of the day, I mean, the precedent was kind of set with like those big hacks that happened, but this is a little bit different since it's a little smaller. Um, in any event, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this, this progresses and how this might affect the open sea IPO. I don't know, but okay. In any event, man, this was a really great discussion. Hope to yeah, have man. you on again soon. And oh, I yeah. think the other two on uh, tomorrow or one of these one of these days. So we'll get a little break. But good stuff, man. Let's do it. I'll see you Thursday. Yeah, take care.